Hi everybody. In the last episode, I have reported about a little health problem that I recently had. And in the meantime, I have received a comment on this from my dear longtime listener JL. I think I will read her replies section by section and in between tell you my own thoughts. Let's see where this leads to. The email was, by the way, in German, so I have to translate it here. She writes, quote, Dear Klaus, your last episode of the CM cast has again brought up all kinds of relevant points. The relationship between health and our healthcare system, or between the privatized healthcare system and the patient as a cash cow to be optimized, all this has occupied me for some long time too. Okay, sorry that I immediately step in here, but I agree very much with the cash cow thing. For example, among all the regular payments that I have to make, nothing makes me more angry than the health insurance contribution, because it is so ridiculously high. Believe it or not, but even the rent of my apartment is only about 60% of my monthly healthcare payment. And I'm somebody who tries to stay away from medical treatment anyway. Plus, I have already tried to get the cheapest possible deal with my insurance. Isn't it crazy when the price of health insurance is almost twice that of the rent? What I dislike here is not only the outrageous price alone. First of all, This is an insurance, and I have a great aversion to this concept. Yeah? Insurance means that you have to pay constantly for a service that you might never actually use. And even if you use it at some point, chances are large that you will not get so much useful service back for all the money you paid so far. Of course, there's a tiny chance that you will get seriously sick and then need a tremendously expensive treatment. And this is the fear which all insurance companies use as a selling point. But the fundamental concept is clearly that all customers together will pay more money to the insurance than the insurance is giving back to them. And the rest is their profit. You know, I have for example no problem whatsoever to pay my monthly rent because I'm living constantly in my apartment and I enjoy that a lot. So I'm receiving, in a way, an ongoing service from my landlord. And it's completely okay for me to pay for that. By the way, another concept of economy, which I also dislike, is debt. And this is kind of reverse to insurance. Because in debt, you first receive a service and then, after this, pay for a long time. And this may be okay in a world of secure, long-time working contracts, yeah? as it has been the case for many of our parents, for example. But take a scientist like me, who already had 27 working contracts, and none of them was longer than three years. Yeah? In such a situation, there is simply a too high risk that you will at some point be no longer able to pay back the debt. I 
once had to pay back my student loans. I hated it. And after this was finished, I decided that I would never have debts again. And therefore, I never bought a house or apartment. I would hate this responsibility and yeah, also the lifelong payback. Anyway, I did not want to talk about debts here, but about insurances. So just one more point. As I said, the health insurance is protecting us from potentially having to pay for a tremendously expensive treatment. Okay, but why must treatments be so expensive in the first place? Yeah. Do more expensive treatments bring us more health? I don't think so. Maybe even the contrary. I think the fundamental problem here is simply our economy of growth and our habit of permanent innovation. There are companies which try to make money by constantly inventing new and better health monitoring equipment, yeah? like MRI scanners or similar expensive machines. And of course, there's also the pharma industry, which tries to make money with medicine, which is not always so effective. And the hospitals are also there, which also consider themselves as companies that want to maximize profit. And all this together has strange consequences. Take for example these new technologies for scanning our body. These machines are so sensitive and they yield so much information that after a full body scan you are virtually guaranteed to find some unusual spot somewhere in your body. And this then can cause further more detailed examinations which make you only worry more and more. Not to talk about the time and money that all costs. And in the end, very often, the result is nevertheless unconclusive. Yeah? And for this reason, even some medical doctors I know do not recommend to do full body scans without a very good reason. I can give you a personal example here. A few years ago, I was again close to the end of a fixed-term working contract. And this always causes lots of anxiety and this in turn leads to certain bodily symptoms such as headaches, digestion problems. Yeah, and in my case even short periods where I suddenly had the feeling that my arms are like paralyzed. Yeah. At one point it was so bad that I went to a neurologist in the university clinic. And I asked him if it would not be a good idea to, to get my head scanned, yeah? because maybe there was a brain tumor or something. And the doctor's reply was very funny. He said, don't do that. I had a medical student, a quite talented guy, who volunteered to get a scan of his head, just as a part of a scientific study. And when they looked then at the scanning results, it turned out that a huge part of his brain was simply missing. So that part was filled with liquid instead of brain. <laughs> you can imagine how the poor student felt from that moment on. Yeah? Suddenly, his brain was objectively abnormal. And this really burdened him a lot. And he had done very well so far. So for this reason, I avoid body examinations. And 
really one of the worst nightmare scenarios for me is when a chain of examinations would eventually lead to some hospitalization and from then on I would be at the mercy of this money-making hospital machinery. Yeah? I know several elder people who have to endure treatments and operations in various hospitals for decades now and their health still does not seem to improve. Okay, very sorry for my long interruption. Uh, let me continue to read the email from JL. Quote, I can understand your basic distrust. Even the standardized laboratory procedures only scratch the surface of the understanding of our body. And most of the time, the doctors know just as little as the patients what is actually going on and how they can help us. In addition, there's the large random component in the complex system of the body, which makes it impossible for even the best doctor to predict which treatment will work best and how. I also find it completely unsatisfactory that only symptoms are treated and the causes of a phenomenon can hardly be ever eliminated. And last but not least, the doctor tries to charge as much as possible whether the treatment is useful or not. Okay, I agree 100% with almost everything JL is writing here. But I would like to comment on treating only symptoms instead of eliminating the root cause of a sickness. I have to admit that I was thinking the same way in the past, but gradually I changed my mind on this topic. So let me explain this with another little private story. I'm by the way, amazed how much personal doctor stories I can share with you. <laughs> this seems to contradict my statement that I avoid medical examinations. But the thing is simply that I'm already quite old. And so the total number of doctor visits in my life is nevertheless considerable. Anyway, there was another case when I was at the end of a fixed term contract. And at that time, the bodily results of constant job anxiety have been very strong pains in the lower back, in particular when I was lying in the bed. So I went to my house doctor, told him my general situation, but then I also gave him some detailed extra information, which I believed must be enormously useful to find out the root cause of my pain. I told him the following observation. Whenever I have this very strong pain lying in the bed, then I can put my fist directly under some specific vertebra of the spine and the pain almost completely vanishes immediately. <laughs> I thought this information would reveal which of my nerves is squeezed or whatever and this would be the root cause of the pain and then a treatment could start bottom up from this local information. But To my great surprise, my house doctor was not at all interested in this detail. He did not even want to find out the root cause of my pain. Instead, he simply gave me an injection against the inflammation and against the pain. And indeed, a few days later, the problem was gone. I mean, of course I had occasional lower back pain until I signed my next working contract. But at least this very strong pain didn't come back. 
it took me a few years to understand the wisdom of my doctor's behavior. You know, as a theoretical physicist, I was used to really understand systems deeply. When you really understand a system, for example, a computer program, which you have developed by yourself from bottom up, then you can also fix errors effectively by starting from the data. So the error messages of the computer program here are analogous to the symptoms of a patient, right? You start from the data and then by using logic and reasoning, you can modify your program at one or maybe only a few places and then the error will be fixed. But the human body and also all other living organisms are not like computer programs. Definitely not. As JL has put it in her email, we only scratch the surface of understanding our body. And the reason for our lack of understanding is that the body is not a machine with a few discrete interacting components, but more something like, let's say, the weather. Yeah, let's compare the symptom of a patient with some unpleasant weather phenomenon, like a hailstorm. Okay, a hailstorm does not have a specific root cause because weather is the momentary state of a very, very complex system with countless causal factors and non-linearity and feedback loops within feedback loops. Yeah? To describe a weather state physically, you need a narrow grid of points in space and on each grid point you need to specify several physical variables such as air pressure and air temperature and humidity and so on. Yeah? And all these spatially distributed fields of values, those are coupled by complicated partial differential equations which evolve over time. And this continuous change of distributed fields of values is what weather really is on the physical level. Yeah? Of course, the, the TV guy in the weather forecast, he will simplify things and say that, I don't know, the hailstorm was caused by a low-pressure zone that drifted over from UK and blah, blah, blah. But the actual computation of the weather does not involve a well-defined discrete object called a low-pressure zone over the UK. Yeah? It's just an array of numbers. And so the wisdom of my house doctor was that he simply acknowledged our lack of understanding of the human body and of its continuously changing states. Yeah? We definitely do not understand the body today and I personally doubt that we ever will. And in such a situation, it is actually a wise thing to just treat the symptoms. Yeah? Yeah, just as you protect from the hailstorm by moving below a safe roof, you protect from experiencing the pain in your back by taking a painkiller. Yeah? And because the body is also a system of interlocked feedback loops, yeah? this stopping of the symptoms may actually even shift the state of the body 
to a more healthy or at least a more pleasant state. Yeah? Probably my vertebra was in a strange position and squeezed a nerve because the muscles around it were constantly tensed. Yeah? Because this is part of the stress response to my unsecure job situation. So <laughs> if you want to define a root cause for my back pain, it is probably my job situation, not something in my body. I just came back from my sports club, had a nice training and after this three rounds of sauna. Perfect. Okay, I will continue with the email from JL. Quote, However, I do not agree with you that people in the past necessarily had a better connection with their body and knew better what it needs and how it can heal. I rather think that in the Stone Age and even in the Middle Ages, people's physical suffering was enormously much greater than it is now. There were less chronically ill people, because people died sooner, but what it does to a person when seven of his eight children and three wives die early, I dare not even imagine. Also, there are many findings, in parentheses skeletons, that people who became relatively old nevertheless all had chronic diseases goat, arthrosis, no more teeth, tumors, and thus they did not become healthy old. Many of these bone finds rather prove that already in the Stone Age, the social network of the people was so far developed that they fed old and ill people who were no longer able to feed themselves, because they could eat, for example, only porridge and certainly not go hunting or harvest berries. Also, very often people could not eat healthy food and thus could not even listen to the impulses and desires of their body when once again a harvest failed. I now came to believe that people in former times only had less psychological problems despite all the strokes of fate they had to endure because they permanently had to do heavy physical work and this has a calming effect because it is like permanent high-intensity sport. Okay, let me step in at this point. These are all great comments and I agree now that I have to refine at least one of my statements from the last episode. I think what I said was that modern people are quite obsessed with their health state, that in my opinion the body has an underestimated ability to take care of itself and that people of old times somehow managed to reach a reasonable age without modern medicine. So what JL wrote does not directly contradict what I said, but it puts these statements in a new light. The body can take care of itself 
only to a certain extent. So some level of chronic health problems may remain forever, which is, by the way, even true with the modern medicine we have. I particularly like JL's idea that the permanent heavy bodywork helped the people of old times to endure their pain and the other strokes of fate. But I think there is also another factor. It is clear that our subjective sense of well-being is directly affected by subjective body sensations, such as pain. But then practices like mindfulness training and also other types of meditation, those practices show that it's possible to decouple the sense of well-being from the other contents of consciousness and even from chronic pain. Yeah? Pain does not necessarily imply suffering. And also the quality of our body sensations, which reflect our objective body state, they, they fluctuate over time, yeah? just like the weather fluctuates. And I think each of us has a certain range of body sensations, which he or she regards as normal. Uh, and, and when I said in the last episode that modern people seem obsessed with their bodily health, what I meant was that they have set their standard of health rather high compared to the old times. Uh, and this is perfectly normal. Uh, we, we all compare our own body health with that of the people around us and we adjust our level of normalcy, if this is an English word. But if we would live in another time or place, this range of normal body conditions may be quite different. Think of the time of the past World War, where a considerable fraction of the population had severe wounding and even maiming. Yeah? In such a society, the standards of endurable health are probably much lower than for us. Uh, the other day I was reading a short story about a fighter pilot who survived the crash of his airplane, but when he woke up in a hospital bed, he found that one of his legs was missing. And when a nurse came, he asked her about that. And the nurse said, oh, that's nothing. We will make you a new leg. Okay, let me continue with another section of JL's email. Her text is, by the way, even longer, but I think the remaining part is not so interesting for you. Quote, I also know the statement of many doctors that they would avoid medical treatment and hospitals wherever possible. Unfortunately, I have already experienced the case that a family member bled to death internally because she did not want to take her physical symptoms seriously and sought help much too late. So this is also a double-edged sword. Pooh, sorry to hear that, JL. That's a tough story. And I would like to know what your personal conclusion has been. But it is clear that such tragic events can and will happen with a certain probability when people don't act immediately on each little symptom. Even if there's a long series of false positives, a single false negative can be fatal. I guess this is the risk one has to accept when one decides to avoid 
the modern medical machinery. Okay, finally she writes, unfortunately I have no solutions at all for this problem. Just wanted to express that I find the medical situation in Germany just as difficult as you do. How about a podcast about possible solutions? <laughs> I would like to, but I don't have any solutions as well. <laughs>